Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Really, Riley? 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 <laughs> Are you ready? This is the Really Riley Podcast. Woo! Hello, beloveds. Happy Monday. Welcome back to Really Riley. Hopefully you guys had a really good weekend. The weather got nice this weekend. Oh, and I'm so here for it because I think I've said this before in the podcast. <clears throat> Excuse me, that seasonal depression thing bites me in my ass all of the time. If y'all are new around here, I am a former Florida girl. Grew up in Florida till I was like 26 years old, so most of my life from like 7 to 26. And I'm Puerto Rican, so I'm tropical. I'm not meant to be in cold weather, so it's like this summer or this winter was the time where I was like, damn, I'm, I'm just absolutely not meant for this cold weather stuff. But that was a weird little side note rant to say the weather got nice. Um, this podcast is sort of what I always call the smorgasbord. I can't talk. I can. I swear I talk for a living. The smorgasbord of thoughts in my jumbled head. Many a time I've said in this podcast, this is my little corner of the world where I make you guys be like, really, Riley? Did she just say that? So this one might be a little jumbled, but that usually happens to me when I've got a lot on my mind and I'm trying to work it out and protect my peace and still be as open and honest as humanly possible because that's what I've always vowed that I would do on this podcast. So there's a few things that I just want to kind of throw out there. I almost I almost didn't do a podcast today, but I'm like, I can't be doing that. You know, like this is my world connecting with you guys. And I had a moment this weekend at my pop-up for my House of W Candles and, you know, glasses and all the goods I'm doing for that business that I've started. I was back at the very place that I started the whole pop-up business thing on a whim before I ever knew that I would need it for my family to survive and that I would really enjoy creating something out of thin air and having it flourish or, you know, it's, it has been flourishing and it's starting to grow even further than I thought it would slowly, but surely, because that's how business works and mostly because of you guys. But since I've been out of regular radio for a while, sometimes, not often, but sometimes I'll forget that you guys have given me life and the push to keep going. And this weekend, one of those moments happened. So I'm not going to put her name out there because she doesn't probably want her business out there like that. But there was a woman that came up to me during the pop-up and she poured her heart out in a way that made me remember why I never want to give up and I never want to give my A game, my all, my blood, sweat, and tears, everything to this art of connection through the airwaves. And what's funny is two of my really good friends that were there helping me with the pop-up met me in that same way, but they've become some of my near and dear. Um, and they were witnessing this too, so it was kind of emotional for them, I think. But, you know, 
she came up and she was, you know, a little shaken and a little nervous to talk to me because sometimes people always say like, you know, I know you probably get a thousand messages a day and you probably hear this all the time. And I'm going to say this once and for all my beloveds, that shit never gets old and not from a narcissistic point because you guys, when you tell me that you never know what somebody's going through and you guys never know if I'm ready to fall apart and quit. Not that I was there, you know, this weekend, but when I have those moments where I'm just like, oh, I don't want to, I don't feel like talking. I've had toddlers and babies and laundry and all this shit to do today. I just don't want to do anything but watch Bravo, which is also, you know, inspiration for this podcast lately too. But she came up to me and said, shaking really and almost crying that, Riley, you have gotten me through so much. And she said, you have answered every single DM I've ever sent you. You always answer me. You always get back, no matter what it is, even if it's just a heart. She's like, you helped me get through a really, really hard, abusive relationship. And, you know, sometimes (laughs) you don't always click exactly who that person is. Most of the time I do, but you know, I was in a pop-up, I was in pop-up mode or whatever. And then when she started telling her story, I was like, oh yes. And that always makes me feel ashamed too, because I pride myself on really paying attention. If people care enough to ask me for advice, then damn it, it is literally my life's work to answer, care, and help the best that I can. And I'm no fucking guru. I just know that I've been through a lot of shit. And I've also had a lot of help and a lot of people in my corner, especially recently. So I stopped for a second. And I was like, oh my goodness, you know, I'm so sorry it took me a second. But, you know, I'm not going to give too many details of what she's been through. But I related to this woman so much in front of me because that was me so many times. Just broken, barren, scared, but still hopeful. That's always the key, right? Just that tiny little bit of hope and and looking for something to like latch onto. Just, you got that little flicker going on. You just need a little bit of gasoline, just one drop. And sometimes it's a stranger or somebody that, you know, you revere like, you know, for me, it was Pink and her music. That's why I never want to meet her, honestly. Because if she had a bad day and didn't give me that moment, I'd die. <laughs> Kidding, but, you know, it means so much and I'm, I get at a loss for words about this sometimes because I believed when I lost my radio job that I lost all of that and my life's work and this still hasn't changed was, you know, I want to change someone like my mentor changed me good, bad or indifferent, whatever the way that that ended, you know, he's no longer with us, but I still always held on to that. That never changed no matter the circumstance. And those moments for me are like lifeblood. They're just that jolt of energy. That's the why. It's a cute Pinterest saying and TikTok saying, what's your why? But that's really my why. You know, because some people could say, oh, it's, you know, isn't your husband and your boys your why? Well, of course. But all of that was given to me through the connection that I made in radio and the places that I got to see. And Obviously, you know, the career afforded the, put the food in my kid's mouth. And then I, you know, followed my career to be here in Maryland. And then I met my husband and had my baby, you know, la, 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 all that, all that stuff. But 
this one really just took me aback because I, as I was getting into like business mode for House of W and, you know, I've had to make that switch of feeling like, oh, I'm just Riley. I'm not anything big anymore. And don't get me wrong. I'm not playing small right now. I'm just saying in terms of, I wouldn't expect people to give a shit about me sans radio because a lot of times in radio that's, you know, ingrained in us that, you know, the radio, the machine behind it is the big deal and not necessarily the message and the person. But that's proof that it is. And it just fucking means the world to me. She was there with her little son, whom I think might be around Lyric's age, and he just loves her, and that's like her little buddy, and I feel that same way about both of my sons. But obviously Lyric and I have a different bond because he's been around longer, and I feel like we kind of grew up together, even though I was 30, uh, how old was I, 33 when I had him, full-on grown adult. You're always learning and growing and changing, and I did so many monumental changes with him. Some days I might end up regretting that because he is seen and heard and gone through a lot, but there's also the flip side of that, that he will endure whatever life throws at him, hopefully because he learned from his mama. And that's the message I wanted to convey to her. You know, I could see how sad and broken that she was. But I still looked at her and I was like, ma'am, it's going to suck for a while. I ain't going to lie. You don't get through that in five seconds. And if you have that notion that you're going to get through it in five seconds, you won't. I know that goes away. Like that goes against everything in manifestation of like creating your perfect life. But you have to go through the healing first. And I don't take away from that. And I don't bullshit people in that. It's going to be hard. There's going to be days where it's going to be great and you'll be so empowered. And there's going to be days that you won't. And I just told her, I was like, I promise you with every fucking thing that I am, you will get through that. It, there will be a moment where you're going to look at this. I won't go so far as to say grateful, but I'm going to use that adjective right now because I can't think of another one but grateful. Like you will be so fucking rock solid that nobody will ever be able to take that piece of you again. And the scars of the heart hurt the worst. But I'd rather have scars all over me than lived the entire life never feeling anything. Granted, I don't want to feel hurt. I don't want her to feel hurt. But I want, I wanted to convey to her that as long as you have that hope and action, you know, because you can't just be like living on a prayer, but an action within it, everything's going to be more than beautiful. Everything that was meant for her that is meant for her is going to happen. And it sucks, but maybe this turmoil and pain was also meant for her. You know, like when I look back on all the things that I've been through that I share, don't share, abusive relationships, you know, miscarriages, abuse when I was a child, abuse in work situations, you know, friends, betrayal, all those things. I can't say that I'm grateful for them because they sucked, but I do know they shaped me into me. And they're still shaping me into me to this day, obviously. And I feel like if there was ever a time in life I was a badass motherfucker, it's because of that. Yes. Would I like the waves to chill out a little bit? Because I don't know how to surf. 
And I don't like ocean water because if something touches me, I'm just like, what the hell is that? <laughs> I was traumatized as a kid growing up in Florida, like I said. And they tell you, they literally give you a class in like kindergarten and teach you how to shuffle your feet. And one day on like a school field trip to the beach, some kid got stung by a stingray. I could still hear his scream. <laughs> Mini rant within this. But I hope with every single thing that I am that she was able to hear some of that. Because I know that I was a little bit more distracted than I wanted to be in that moment because I always like an ass when I do that. But I hope that she felt my hug because those have been really good to me lately. Hats off to Charmin, <laughs> which she was there this weekend. If you guys don't know about the Charmin story, Charmin is a We Got This Fam listener turned friend, very close person that came out to the first pop-up I did at this same location right after I got fired literally like weeks later and gave me the best fucking hug I've had from a stranger at, yeah, and not even really a stranger because she was listener fam ever. And I had hoped to kind of regurgitate that hug, even though hers are way better than mine. But that was on the top of my brain when I first was sitting down behind the mic of what I wanted to talk about. Because I never want to like lose, like I always feel like I want to keep you guys informed and I want to talk about the Bravo stuff and I don't ever want to be boring and I don't ever want to be like only ever talking about self-help stuff because that gets self-righteous and annoying. Um, but I feel like I want to be authentic because that always seems to work for me. <laughs> Sometimes, I don't know. Sometimes my mouth has gotten me in trouble, but you know what I'm saying. So much love to you, my We Got This fam. It's going to be more than okay. I promise. I bullshit you not. So moving on to some of the other smorgasbord things I want to talk about. It is Pride Month, and I know I'm a couple days late. I know, I know, I know. But, you know, this podcast is Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and we've had some great interviews in the last couple of weeks. I hope you really guys liked the Show Me the Ring. I know you guys have been saying you wanted to do one. Please make sure you email me. These are my favorite. That was a hit with you guys. I know we sort of like skipped over Ask Riley last week, so that's going to be back on Wednesday because I've got some good ones that you guys have already submitted. But again, always open if you want to submit more because again, I like, like connecting with you. I try to stay away from a lot of the new stuff on the podcast, like the heavy stuff that's like super controversial, not because I'm scared of it, but just because I used to have to do the news segments on my radio show and it was something I never wanted to do. I'm again grateful that I had to do it. It was scary because I mean, I'm in DC doing the news in a time of unrest in the nation during a lot of the, you know, COVID things, all of the political things that have been happening in the last few years, like at the time where everybody was just pissed off. And, you know, here I am with a half black, half Puerto Rican kid, half Asian, half Puerto Rican kid, a police officer for a husband. And I have this responsibility to sit behind a mic and give an even keel account of things that I had a lot of opinions on, but it wasn't my job to really give my opinion in that way. Even though I'm all about always giving my opinion on stuff from a real standpoint and people can agree to disagree. They can unfollow, they can, you know, unsubscribe, which please don't do that. Um, but I've shied away from it a little bit for my own kind of mental peace, because I am also reading this book, um, Empaths and Narcissists. That's not the actual title, but it's really eye-opening 
about how empaths work because you think, oh, you know, they're empathetic. They're so sweet. It's really not like that. It's like a different sense of feeling things that you feel things on a weird, you know, involuntary level of other people's feelings that you relate to and you want to care for them and take care of them even if you don't fucking know them. So whenever I would hear or see bad news stories or, or really sad or scary news stories, like the latest one where that teenager jumped off the cruise ship oh, on a dare and his poor parents. And then like there was a picture of him being pulled under possibly by a shark. I had to, I had to look away and I'm not usually one to look away because as a broadcaster, I'm supposed to be informed about things. But for the last few months, since it wasn't my job to talk about solely that as a segment, as a staple on a show, I've kind of been like, eh, I'd like to talk about things a bit, a bit lighter. Not that some of the drama I talk about in this podcast is lighter per se, but I wanted to pick and choose my, my piece in terms of things that I talk about. But it's Pride Month, and I saw this story, and I know it's a few days old, so don't come for me. It's just my point where I'm talking about it, about the boycott of Target over the LGBTQ community clothing. Now, I know that there's terminology that is proper. I believe it might even be LGBTQ plus community. So please let me, you know, amend what I just said with just cutting off the plus a minute ago. This is why I get a little trepidatious about talking about this stuff because this podcast isn't like a witch hunt. It's not my moment to get canceled because I said the wrong thing. I don't want to do that. So for sake of ever saying the anacronym the wrong way or like part of it or upsetting anyone, it's 100% not what I want to do. I'm going to say the pride community talking about this going forward in this segment. So I'm just giving that as a sign of respect. So Karen's goodbye. Don't come for me. Um, I've always been a very big supporter of Pride. It's always been one of my favorite huge events. I did so many Pride parades in Atlanta and also here in D.C. I'm really going to miss it this year, you know, because I don't have a float to be on. Anybody wants to invite me on their float, I'd be happy to come. Um, But it was always the best event ever because it's such a situation of joy when you're there. Um. It's just a different energy. It's so electric. It's so great. And for those moments when you're on the parade and you're throwing beads at people and love is love and all the pride babies that are out there. And, you know, especially the last year that I was doing pride, it was like I was giving heart signals to all the officers that were out there, especially after all the pandemic and all the things and the unrest out there protecting people. And again, my husband's a police officer, so please, Karen, don't come for me and tell me I don't support this, that, and the third because I'm married to a police officer. Knock it off. Um, but I'm going to miss that. I, I love this. I love love, and you guys know that, no matter what form it comes in, because that's why I even started like the show me the ring, and that's not, you know, for one certain type of love or one certain name for love or one certain type of marriage or one certain type of relationship or whatever. Love is love. And if that's the wrong term to use now, please do correct me in a respectful way because I always do want to learn. You know, at the pop-up this weekend, there was actually another listener fam that came out and this made me so happy because he was someone that helped me design a candle for, oh, how do I say this again? For awareness, there it is, for autism or people that are on the spectrum because 
some of the things that were in the past seemingly supporting um, awareness in terms of that aren't anymore. And I didn't know, but I'm always down to learn. Respectfully, I'm down to learn. Like if you come at me and say, meh, 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 I'm like, go by. But if you come to me and say, hey, Riley, maybe think about saying it this way because I'm so down for that. DMs are always open at Riley Couture. Um, but anyway, <laughs> I just wanted another rant. He was out there and I was, he was like, you know, I helped you make that candle or design it. And I was like, oh my God, thank you. Like it made me so happy because that was another one of those conversations that felt so good about learning and shifting and changing in that way. So when I read this article about people boycotting Target everywhere, like I kind of happenstance upon it because it came up in my TikTok. Um, it was something, somebody was doing something about makeup or something like that. And she said that she got, oh no, no it was like a body scrub, like this coffee scrub. And she was like, oh, I got this at Target and it's like 15% off and all that. I was seeing all these comments like, nope, 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 nope. Won't be, nope, not gonna be shopping at Target. I'm like, oh my God, what happened to Target? Because everybody was all about Target. And truth be told, like I love the dollar section of Target. When you first walk in there, I love their kids clothes, but I'm not a huge Target shopper. I'm really honestly more of a Walmart, Dollar Tree type of chick. Just, I've always been that way. I don't know why. I mean, it's kind of like a little bit more expensive than some things. I, anyway, but I was surprised that there were so many people saying they're not going to shop at Target anymore because that was always the place to go. People are always talking about it. Um, and I wanted to read more about the why. Well, I'm sure, I don't know, maybe you've heard about this. If you haven't, give me a second to talk about it. If you have heard it, just give me a second to give my opinion on this. And this is my opinion, respectfully so. And I'm going to stop like correcting myself because it's becoming disingenuous by me trying to be PC about it. Um, they released a children's line of pride clothing. And I, correct me if I'm wrong, but they've always done, there are tons of stores do stuff with pride clothing and whatnot. But there were some things that had people very up in arms about it being in the children's section, which does not bother me as a mother to have pride clothing in the children's section. Have I ever bought specific pride clothing for my kids? Not yet. And that's not therein to say that I wouldn't or didn't for any reason. I just haven't yet. I mean, I've never taken Lyric and of course not Malin because he's a maniac and he's only two to a pride parade, but that's not to say that I wouldn't. It's just, there. I mean, I was always working it or... I really just hadn't thought to do it just yet because I want to be very cognizant of the fact that my sons need to be able to know things from a different scope than I did growing up because the world is different and I like to be careful about it. It's not hiding it. It's choosing my words so that they can understand, make their own choices and opinions based on what their little... Let's just go with Lyric because Malin can barely talk. Um, his little seven and a half year old mind can like compute and understand and process and then be able to ask questions. But I'm not offended by pride clothing being in Target. It doesn't. I, I wouldn't look at it in a funky way. As I was going, and here's the thing, I, it, I am going to go into both sides of the story. We're going to have a constructive conversation. Here we go, BMPC again. Let me just get into it. So 
they had a line of trans options on their website, I think it was. And they said, the, the article says, Target's line of trans options promoted on its website ahead of next month's Pride Month sparked even more fury because it targets kids. They said the, uh, the items including bathing suits with tuck-friendly construction and this, that's quote, that was on the tag, tuck-friendly construction, end quote, extra crotch coverage. Okay. I don't know if I like the word crotch on kids' clothing, like like young kids' clothing. Because if Lyric said the word crotch to me, I'd be like, boy, there's other words you can use. It's not the end of the world, but if I had a clothing line, I don't know that I would choose that word. You know, like I just, it's not disgraceful and oh my God, but in my mind, in my house, if it's disgraceful to you, then those are your children. And you do and say and be and feel how you see fit. Cause I always say, if I didn't give birth to you, I got no fucking right to tell you how to be, what to do, what to say, how to feel with your children. So that's what I mean by that. Um, but I would, I was like, really? They're boycotting. Okay. I understand not wanting to buy it, but a lot of the people that I saw boycotting it were not even talking about this one. This is the only one that I was like, Ugh, I don't know if I like that. Not because it pisses me off, but because from a media standpoint, because there are so many different views and opinions in the world and target such a huge company. Ugh, I didn't know that that was the best move from a PR standpoint, not a personal standpoint. Like I said, I don't love the word crotch. That might turn me off to not buy it, but not because it was a rainbow bathing suit for a kid that represents the pride community. So the other ones that got everybody hackling them was t-shirts that say pride adult drag queen. What is it? Like a pride adult drag queen? Is that for kids? Yeah. Trans people will always exist. I don't see anything wrong with that. Girls, gays, theys, you know, like there's, I guess, you know, the pronoun situation. Like I've never changed my pronoun on, I don't have a pronoun on Instagram. It wasn't a um, stance I wanted to make either way, because again, I am a public figure, I think still kind of whatever at the time that I'm talking about, I, I was on a nationally syndicated radio show with millions of listeners. As a matter of fact, I had a moment once where I was talking about Demi Lovato and the entertainment report because my other counterpart on the show was out that day. So I hadn't done the entertainment report in a while. Not that I didn't know about these stories and I forgot the actual story, but I said she referring to Demi Lovato in a sentence in a block where I had 30 seconds to get a story out and say it well. I didn't call her her appropriate pronoun at the time, which I believe she's changed back since then. Not that it matters because you can change whatever you want to change in your life, pronoun, Instagram, at whatever time you want to. That's not the point. Is that for... 13, 14, 15 years, I've actually met Demi Lovato. I have a picture of her touching my pregnant belly when I was pregnant with Lyric, when she was still with Wilder Valmarama. Wilder Valmarama, so she was straight then. Um, I don't know if she is or isn't straight. I don't know. I, I don't know her sexual orientation right now. But 
I got corrected and she was so mad. She damned me like, how dare you? I think it was, I'm going to go with they. I'm not sure if it was, but she was like, she's they. And I'm like, well, wait a minute. If I'm giving a report in a sentence that says she was wearing a blue sweater and then all of a sudden the paparazzi took pictures of the blue sweater for a broader audience if I said they were wearing a blue sweater and then the paparazzi took it, it wouldn't phonetically come across as sound to some people. I'm not saying to all that understood that that was her pronoun. This is why I often don't often get into these conversations anymore because there's so many layers to respectfully go through in order to properly communicate what I'm saying without offending, but I'm doing it for y'all. Um, but I don't really know why that girl's gays days would make so many people so mad. I guess they are saying that one person said on Twitter, look at how ridiculous this is. Oh, but their handle is gays against groomers. What? I don't, man, this is getting bit like the more I read about this, the more my like, people are really, really mad. The user posted a, sh a video showing a woman as she shops in the children's section at unidentified target. She said, this is such bullshit. We urge you to take your bills business elsewhere. They're, Oh my God. They're grooming them with the LGBTQ ideology. Uh, okay. I don't look, I always say that clothing is wearable art. There's so many statements that are made through clothing. There's so many movements that have been, you know, about clothing and controversy within clothing. So I'm not naive enough to say like, it's just clothes because that's not it. You know, back in the day, it was considered controversial if a woman showed her wrist, you know, or her ankles, God forbid, you know, women didn't wear pants, more or less a bathing suit, you know, so I can't just be, Oh, it's just clothes. No, but there are many people that support children wearing those clothes that represent the pride community for Pride Month. I would probably go so far as to say I am one of them. Don't know if I like the crotch one. I don't know that I would right now put Lyric in one of the shirts that say, what was it? Let me make sure I say this right. Girls, gays, theys. I mean, unless he wanted to. Pride adult drag queen. Like, I have no problem with him wearing that one. Shit. You know, because, look, I love a good drag queen show. And that's the thing. I, I don't see, I don't know. I don't see anything wrong with it if they want to wear it if they want their kids to wear it. And, and I also don't see anything wrong with people choosing to be upset with it if that's not the way that they want their kids to go. I'm not saying you can't be upset with it with your children, but boycotting an entire store because of that, huh, that's a tough one. I don't think I would do it. And that's the other thing I was going to get to. When these Karens, I'm going to call them, okay, that's mean. I'm, I'm not being very inclusive in my opinion right now. The women or the men that are posting this stuff and demanding a boycott, I'm like, are you going to be back in Target in five minutes? 
you know, when this hot button is done and it's not like a trending for you page thing on TikTok, are you going to be right back up in there getting your little Frappuccino at Starbucks and doing, you know, your target run? That's, I think, the thing that annoys me about it. Like, if you take a stance, believe it, be about it. I respect that, I think, depending on what the stance is. But if this is your stance, I would say yes. Just if you're going to back it up, then back it up. But don't be back up in there in five minutes because, you know, they, they got the new Ulta and the Target down the street or because Kat and Jack has, you know, a sale on kids' clothes that aren't rainbow colored or, you know, the crotch ones. Yeah, I don't like the crotch thing. Um, but damn, I'm just shocked. One other account said it's highly inappropriate and disturbing. We hope there are enough parents out there that understand how wrong this is and show them that this garbage will not sell. The only thing these people understand is money. I mean, some big corporations, it is about that. No matter what it is, they'll put it out there because all press is good press, even if it's horrible. That's not my saying. That's just known in the industry. Oh, okay. Well, there's another one that's a chest binder. And bathing suits in addition to the tuck friendly one. Hmm. So here's where it gets sticky for me because of the fact that I don't like to talk about shit from a finite, this is the way it is and this is the way it has to be standpoint if I don't know enough about it. I don't have a child yet that I know of, I could one day, that's in the LGBTQ community and forgive me if I'm not supposed to say in the LGBTQ or whatever the PC term is that is a part of the LGBTQ community. I don't have a child that identifies that way. There we go. Yet. Maybe I will. And then I could probably have a more informed opinion on this. I don't know. If Lyric came around and said he wanted to be a bird or a crocodile or in the LGBTQ community, or if he wanted to be, you know, every color of the rainbow, which is funny because that's his favorite color. I would love him just the same. And if he wanted a chest binder bathing suit, I mean, I think I would get him one. Not that he has breasts. You know what I mean? If he was a girl. And here's where the opinion might get jostled a tad and somebody might get pissed off. At what age are you able to decide that as a child? Because I know so many close friends of mine that are gay and that's not lumping them in. They're males that identify as gay that say that they knew it from jump. Literally from like two, three, four, five. This is them grown men that are 50s, 40s years old that say that. So... If you identify as someone at a very young age that wants to not identify as a woman with breasts and you want a chest binder and your mother or father or parents have had that conversation with you enough for you to understand what that means or your need to discover what that means, okay, is it just, like, you know what I mean? Because if you saw that in a specialty shop, would you be boycotting it? Is it just because it's in Target? I don't know. Because at some point, all things in a diversified sense are going to change. You know, like I said, with the wrist thing, back in the day, women were not allowed to, like, show their wrist because it was considered vulgar. 
more or less half the shit that goes down the red carpet today. I sound like a complete granny saying that. And I don't mind. I think some of it's hot. You know, the movements change things. Playboy. Oh, my God. In the 1800s, you'd be excommunicated from society. And back in the day, and I know these are not apples to apples. I'm just saying, like, boycotting Target. If you're going to do it and you're going to stand for it, then stand for it. Don't be coming back in a couple of years and saying it's okay. Because then it was just bullshit. And that's fair weather. Maybe. Yeesh, I picked a fun topic to gab about today. But yeah, their, their sales are plunging like 25% for the week ending in May 6th is what this article says. Sheesh, that was fast. Maybe I'm being naive and not like understanding the anger and the veracity behind this when Target's always been such a big brand. But my God, people be cutting Target off. I really do open the conversation for people if I've said something you don't love to educate me on your stance. That doesn't mean that I'm going to agree 100% with you or that could mean I, I could go, oh shit, and do another podcast about how what I said was completely fucked up and apologize. I'm down for that, down for that. When I'm not down, I'm gonna make this point again. Don't fucking come at me and shake your finger in my face, you know, electronically and tell me that I'm a piece of shit for something I said to offend you because I can't stand that. I cannot stand that and I don't deal with that. Like if you're completely closed off from anyone else's opinion and your way is the highway, bah, I ain't got time. <laughs> That's what happens when you go through your whole world gets rocked underneath you and like you, you know, professionally hit rock bottom and then your dog dies within six months and you know, all of that you kind of get a little bit more fearless about the way that you feel about things. So long as you know, within your heart that you had good intentions. And I do know that. So please respect. I'm so down for conversation. So down for telling me about myself kind of down for that too sometimes. But if you're just completely going to rip me to shreds and like, you know, attack everything that I love and all of that because of something I said that offended you without giving me a chance to understand, apologize, come to a agree to disagree moment. Nope. 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 Not into it. The one last thing I'm going to leave you with today is a thought about why is it so fucking hard to cut people off that you know are not good for you? I've been pondering on that point for a while, especially since by proxy, my life has shed so many people that were bullshit, toxic people in my life. Some of them I never wanted there. Some of them I grew up being okay being there. Some of them I had hope for being there for at least a while. And now they're nothing and dust to me and I'm completely okay with that. But then it's just like, because there was such a sweep of people leaving my life. Now there's some people in my life that I'm like, I need to get, I need to not, I need to, I need to, I at least need a pause. I at least need a break because I've realized that like, no matter what I say to you, it doesn't penetrate. And that's okay that you don't see eye to eye with me, but I'm not going to sit there and argue and fight. Like if I saw because TikTok be listening. I saw something on TikTok like delete, unfollow, like get rid of the pictures in your phone of this person if they're gone. Like don't keep that toxic nostalgia. If somebody is not, and I'm not saying just cut people off left and right to be self-righteous, but if somebody is completely attacking your peace every single time you're around them, you don't got to be a dick about it. You know, you don't have to like curse them for filth before you walk out the door or leave them all together. You could just take a break. 
do it because I have such a problem with that. Being an empath, it's sort of like once you're in my heart in any way, shape, or form, you're there forever. No matter what you do to me, no matter what wrong you do to me, if you were bleeding on the side of the road, I'd probably still come give you a bandage and call 911 for you. Few people come to mind that I might take a little bit longer of a road to get there. I might stock up at Starbucks for a while and then I'd come see how you're doing. <laughs> I kid, but not really. Um, I wore a cowboy hat when I did it. But I do have that issue with cutting people off and I'm getting better about doing it. And I don't feel bad about it. Because I, you know, no harm, no foul. Like I, I don't, I like, don't, I don't bring shit to people's door to cause them strife. And I try to make it a point to always be forgiving if there's change. That's my caveat. If there's change and forward movement all about the olive branch, if it's the same fucking crazy town Ferris wheel, nope, I'm going to snatch that olive branch off, take all of the good Mediterranean olives off of it, and if you don't like olives, we can't be friends. Joking, but I do love olives. I'm going to take it back. I'm going to eat it. I'm going to go back to my house and watch some Bravo. <laughs> that was the tiniest little quick, weird mini rant I've ever done in my life. But I hope it got you in the feels and in the think button. Woo. This is a weird podcast, y'all, but we did it. Um, thanks, guys, for listening. I hope some of my rumblings got to you in the feels and made some sense. Wednesday, Ask Riley is back. I can't wait to get to some of these um, really fun ones. There's a heavy one in there. And by heavy, I just mean really informative talking about addiction. And I'm, I, I, I've, I have a lot of experience in that world. Um, so I'm excited to give my opinion on that. And I'm honored that somebody would ask. So that's happening on Wednesday. If you have one really Riley podcast at gmail.com text line 410-604-8895. Uh, at Riley Couture on Instagram, C-O-U-T-U-R-E, Really Riley Podcast on Instagram, uh, House of W by Riley on Instagram. Thank you guys so much, by the way, that we got this fan that came out to the podcast. I love you. You guys are feeding my kids. <laughs> and I don't say that lightly because I remember there was a certain somebody that used to say that they put food on my table for my children and haven't heard from them since I got fired. So yeah, but thank you guys. Thank you, thank you, thank you for being around, for listening, for making all things in life great and possible for me. Um, Riley Couture 7 on TikTok. House of W.R. Riley also on TikTok. Twitter, don't really use that thing, but it's Riley Couture 5. And there she have it. Has it? Wrote it? I don't know. I'm tired, you guys. I'll talk to you on Wednesday. Love you much. Thank you for listening. It's really Riley. <laughs>